Welcome to the Brave School Podcast. We explore the intersection between entrepreneurship, mysticism, and creative courage through human-centered curiosity and storytelling. This podcast is narrative medicine for the wild-hearted artist and entrepreneur who longs to show all the way up to their creative process. We hope you enjoy. Hello, my loves, and welcome back to the Brave School Podcast. I'm really excited to bring you this week's episode all about building strategic foundations. It's been a while since I talked about this, but many of you know that I am a brand strategist, an intuitive strategist. I love hanging out in the intersection between the intuitive, the embodied, and the analytic, helping creatives to form a relationship with that intersection so that they can get a full, well-rounded perspective on building brands that stand the test of time. Uh, This is something that I have learned from just years and years of being in marketing and being a highly sensitive person in marketing and in business and as an entrepreneur in a sea of white male identities, it was really, it felt really important for me, especially early on, early on when I was consulting alongside of my full-time job to develop resilience, to change, to develop resilience and rootedness in my relationship to my work. And I feel like this is really important, especially because, I mean, just yesterday we had a little bit of a blackout on Instagram and it's not the first time that has happened. Also, there's so much going on in the world. It can be easy to get swept away by the political standpoint, by cultural things that are going on, by things that are going on in our personal lives. And it can feel like sometimes when those things are happening, it can feel really overwhelming It can feel hard to know whether or not it's okay to rest. And it can feel really defeating to a lot of creatives. I mean, you've probably experienced too, just this feeling of defeat when things are not going the way that you want. Maybe the sales aren't coming in or there's a low revenue month or something that like a strategy that you have been using for a really long time is no longer working anymore because the market has shifted. So I just want to invite you into a, a little bit of um, just a few thoughts here, because over the next few weeks, I'm going to be talking about building strategic foundations. I think it's really important, especially for multidimensional and multi-passionate creators to begin developing foundations when they start. And as early as you can become aware of the need for structure, the need for foundations, the more uh, potent it's it's gonna be in your journey forward. I mean, just the more resilience, right? And if you're coming to this after being in business for years or going into business through the pandemic and uh, you know propping up your work in the marketplace and not really building those foundations, then this is the perfect time. It's not too late. It's not you know if you're pivoting, it's not too late to rebuild foundations. Um, and to create a relationship with the actual, like, I mean, when I say foundations, like think about a house, right? Think about the foundations of a house. Cause when you're, 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 when you're building a house, you're not thinking about like the, the wind, you know, right? Like, I mean, you might be calculating or whoever's building your house or whatever might be calculating the wind and the velocity, but there's like frameworks and systems for that so that you're not having to do that over and over and over again. But when you're current curing the foundation, when you're building the foundation, what you're thinking about is building something that is going to last the test of time. You're thinking about building a, a structure that is going to be able to hold multitudes, families, parties, events, um, <laughs> hello, Gemini. It's coming out in me right now. Uh, parties and events, but all the rest that you're going to have, all the love you're going to make, all the kids you might have, all of the things that, all the memories that are going to go into that foundation. 
they're not going to hold up if there's no foundation. The house just isn't going to stand, right? So when you're thinking about building foundations, when you're thinking about building a house, for example, or a business, it's not, you're not thinking about the spiders that are going to creep in. You're not going to think, you're not thinking about the fact that you might have a, of course, you're going to have a storm or two sometimes. Um, Of course, you might have a, you might have a leak or whatever here and there, or the dishwasher might break or whatever. But when you're building the foundations, you're not really thinking about those things that happen because life happens, because humanity happens, because this is just, I mean, evolution happens, industrial revolutions happen, technological revolution, which is what we're in right now, is happening and things are changing very, very quickly. So what you want is a foundation that can hold the change a foundation that can hold the change so that when the world shifts around you, you're not lost in the fray and you're not so enmeshed in your business that when you have to shift or pivot or change things in your business, your identity is at stake. The core of who you are is at stake. Sure, it's natural to shed archetypes, to shed parts of our identity that are no longer serving us as we grow and change. That is natural evolution. It's biomimicry. We mimic earth in this way. But the core of who you are, your sense of self, is separate from your business. So when you are building foundations... You go into it knowing that I'm building this because I want this to stand the test of time so that when I shift or the market shifts or the culture shifts, my work won't be lost in the fray. My body of work, this sacred vessel that I have poured my heart and soul into you, it's still standing at the end of the day, even if it has to, you know, the paint, the color, paint color on the walls have to change or, you know, we change out the windows to create a little bit more stability um, with the temperature in the house. Those kinds of things are normal. Those kinds of things, those shifts and those changes, those evolutions inside of the house of your business, of your body of work, are normal. And in order to prepare for that change, we really have to dig deep and say, how am I building the foundations? How am I building and constructing the foundations of my house so that when the winds change and when the failures come and when the pivots come and when all the things come in through this house, the sense of this business what I'm building won't be lost and I, my sense of self, won't be lost with it. So these are some things I want to invite you to consider through a few different points. So the first point is the permission to come home to your body and trust your inner compass. This is like the very beginning space of building strategic foundations because again, when you're building a business it's really important to know that you and your business are very separate entities. So in order to really responsibly and responsively build a business that is going to stand the test of time, that's going to serve the people that it's here to serve, you have to make sure that you and your identity are separate from it. You have to make sure that you understand or have a path toward understanding who you are outside of your productivity, outside of your work in the world. You are not the things that you produce. You are imbuing production with your essence, but you are not the things that come out of your production process. You are not the things that come out of your creative process. You are not your business. You are you. And there's nothing, and, and, and the beauty of that is that there's nothing that you can compare yourself to. 
Like, I mean, you could probably like say, I'm a little bit like this and a little bit like, I mean, this is beauty of, of, of being in community with people, right? And archetypal systems and sense-making systems that we can see mere images of ourselves, see different aspects of ourselves, but no mirror is ever going to contain all of your multitudes. You are completely divinely individual. Even in the face of your business, as you see aspects of yourself reflected back to you because you will, your business, as you build it, as you birth this entity into the world, it's going to show you parts of yourself that you may or may not like sometimes. But those parts that you see are not your whole identity and are not a stable premise to build a business on from, toward, Using your business to heal these aspects of yourself that aren't wrong, that aren't broken. I feel like in the online world, we talk a lot about like the shadowy aspects of building business and immediately like the codependent in many of us will jump to try to fix that shadow, right? So like one, one shadow is like, you know, um, money, for example, a lot of creatives are like, my hands are slippery with money and X, Y, and Z. And then we exacerbate that, like that symptom by trying to fix, 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 and punish, 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 because we believe for some reason internally, many of us internalize the belief that if money is an issue, then we're going to fail in business, Right? And there's some things in there that could practically be pulled out. But what I want to look at is like the fact that your business is a separate entity. Your business is a whole separate entity from you. And you making yourself wrong all the time. You uh, being hard on yourself about the little things, the little mistakes, the small the small hiccups that come along the way or the internal templates that you long to retemplatize, the more that you beat yourself up, the less options you see that can help you to create your way out of ruts and experiences that leave you stuck and feeling afraid and inadequate. You see what I'm saying? This permission to come home to your body, this permission to practice self-kindness is a deeply strategic tool. Not only for the sake of preserving your mental health in the creative process, but also protecting your business from you (laughs) wilding out about the small things. The practice of self-kindness, the practice of coming home to yourself, cultivating self-trust in the small moments through ritual, through finding something that you do every day or every season or every month or every new moon, full moon, whatever it is, coming home to a central point in you and saying, it's all right here. I'm good. I accept radically all that I am and all that I bring to the table. There's something really cool that happens when we're able to do that because we say, oh yeah, I don't need to be the answer for my business to succeed. I don't need to be good at everything. Radical shift. I don't need to be good at everything. In fact, in fact, because I don't need to be all encompassing, I can look up from my own orbit And see that there are other people around me that are good at the things that I'm not good at. There are other people around me that shine in the money, in the finances. That can come alongside me and either help me become good at that thing. Or can share share the courage, share the burden, share the load of cultivating, crafting a safe environment for my business to incubate and thrive. See, when we come home to our bodies and we begin trusting ourselves and trusting what we have inside of us and radically accepting 
you know, we can trust ourselves with the shadow, right? Like I feel like, for example, with money is like, I, I feel pretty confident right now that my issues with money are not really in a place right now where I can begin to, I don't know, manage all of my accounts on my own. <laughs> Dude, there is nothing wrong with that. There is nothing wrong with that. And it's actually really, really okay because then you recognizing that and owning that and not carrying shame around it frees you up to develop the capacity to build rituals and to build containers for yourself that help you to become better at money. But also, in the meanwhile, trust someone else with your relationship with money in your business. Have someone else carry it with you. Hire an accountant, a bookkeeper. Build relationships with people in the field. And this frees you up to step back from that and say, well, I don't need to hustle my inner child to become good at this right away. I can actually take my time and develop deeper relationships with my inner child, develop the foundation, see how fractalized that is. Like, As you build this foundation in your business of coming home to the body, of seeing it as separate from yourself, right? You can also build these foundations with these quote-unquote shadowy aspects of you and give them the proper containers to actually begin to unfold and develop and mature over time and not rush yourself and put out your nervous system in the creative process. This is so important. Another reason why giving yourself the permission to come home to your body and trust in your inner compass, trust in your internal architecture is such a deeply strategic move is so that you're not caught up in comparison of what other people are doing and how other people are doing it. This is like one of the biggest things for so many creatives, especially like around the imposter syndrome stuff of like, oh, I can never be as good as them or I'm not doing it like them or I'm not as qualified as them. And then that turns into, I'm not worthy. I'm not as worthy as they are to carry this torch, to build this entity, to create this vision. And that's where the spiral begins to go into no man's land, right? Like, so what does it look like to come home to your body, trust your inner compass, your inner architecture, your inner wiring, So that you don't feel the pressure to be profound or to stand out and become the best and use your energy in opposition to other creators in your market who are just trying to show up for their dharmas, trying to do their work. But you're rather turning inward and saying, what is it that resonates with me? What is my way? What is my context? What are my... What are the things that I can hold on to as a creator that support my process? And using your inner compass to allow you to see that lit up, right? Using your inner compass to allow you to see the truth in the matter of what is for you and what is not for you. But we can't do that if we're throwing our bodies and our nervous systems into sympathetic responses right? So we have sympathetic response. We have parasympathetic response. And all of you like somatics nerds out there, you're going to be able to school me on this for sure. But I'm just going to give like the basic elementary is that sympathetic response is like your nervous system is trying to protect you at all costs. And it's completely shutting down, pumping you with adrenaline. Some like I've experienced this before some of us uh, have experienced this like panic attacks and like anxiety disorders of like your whole nervous system is just beating your whole heart is just beating in your throat trying to keep you alive trying to keep you hustling and grinding to be received in the collective to be approved of to be worthy of people's dollars and time and attention 
because of the trigger of seeing someone else out there that you're comparing yourself to. Parasympathetic is giving yourself space and time, rest, being at home in the body, being okay with what you have in front of you, coming from a place of, coming to the vision from a place of who I am and what I have right now in this moment is enough. And sometimes in order to like continue that response of parasympathetic or being at home in the body, we have to continue to say those things to ourselves. That's where affirmations come in. Some of us, it's so funny. Some of us are like spouting affirmations, but we're like, we're so hijacked in our nervous system and in our bodies and in our adrenaline levels that we're just like beating ourselves over the head with affirmations. But really affirmations come in to continue to affirm the body's connectedness to the present, to what's here, to what we have in front of us and being okay with the tools and the expertise and the goodness and the shadow and all the things that we have inside of us, our unique crystalline portal that we're bringing into the earth that we're creating through that we're tending to this entity called our business through. Affirmations are really powerful tools to ground us in that reality rather than beat us over the head with another truth to maintain or standard to maintain. So when we can trust our inner compass and be able to see through this parasympathetic aspect or perspective, rather, see our world, our situations through this like rested body through this calm nervous system. So my meditation is super helpful. Breathing is super helpful. Sitting in silence is super helpful. Calming down is super, just like slowing all the way down and coming to the vision from this place of like, I'm connected to this now moment and everything that I have in me and in front of me and around me is okay. And if it's not okay, from this place, you can recognize your options. Again, recognizing your options and recognizing your capacity to shift the environment around you by listening to your inner compass, listening to your inner wiring, your inner architecture, your channels that live inside of you are flowing with information. And when we can slow down and listen and come home to the body, we have so much information. It can, it's easier from that space to see how impactful our medicine can be through the entity of our business, through the entity of the body of work that we're producing, through the entity. It's easier to see that when, we're, when the, the nervous system is clear. So I just want to invite you into that. You have a very specific kind of medicine that only you can bring. And when we compare ourselves to other people and put our bodies in that fight, flight, freeze response, or put our bodies in the response of needing to compete in order to survive, when we go there, we cheat ourselves from the opportunity of seeing the body as this powerful, powerful resource full of a thousand capacities and capabilities to bring the goodness that it's here to bring into the market, into the communities, into our ecosystems without suffering. All right, so here's my next point. I have four total points that I want to bring. The next one is um, in building strategic foundations. Building strategic foundations allow us to um, find the permission to leave behind dogmatic, culty marketing tactics that leave us flailing in the wind. Now, what do I mean by that? You've probably seen it in the marketplace. 
people touting marketing tactics sort of like this is the only way to see this kind of success or I have the golden ticket or the secret that you have been missing this whole time like everybody has been lying to you I have the secret and that that kind of rhetoric is very very dangerous there's also other culty stuff I've I've been really interested in talking about cults lately because I recognize that my perspective on coming home to the body it has has been developed through the lens of leaving cult communities um not every Christian community is culty but the ones that I was a part of was incredibly they were incredibly culty uh, on, on every level. Right. And if, if it really feels like I narrowly escape, I think I've talked about this in other podcasts, but like, like leaving these spiritual communities, my, I was, I had this programming inside of me that was like, you know, leaving one spiritual community and seeking the next or seeking the next thing to save me or seeking the next, you know, Jesus compulsorily. Like it's like, seeking the next Jesus in everything that I did. It didn't matter whether it was my ancestors or crystals or, um, you know, not believing in anything at all or, you know, the punk scene or, or like being, like being interested in certain kind of music or dressing a certain way, finding, trying to find my next Jesus in everything. And so like in business, it was like trying to find my next savior in someone else's marketing tactics that very well might have worked for their business. I'm not here to say that marketing, the marketing tactics that people are sharing didn't work or don't work for people. In fact, it's quite the opposite. Like a lot of the times it gets really culty when people have something that's really effective, but it's culty because it's a black and white dogmatic thinking. And for those who are not following the rules all the way to a T, not speaking the language in, a right, in the right way, not dressing in the right, right way, showing up in the right way, pretending to be X, Y, and Z in the right way, there's a risk or a danger to being, of being like exiled or excommunicated from that community or canceled, to use internet language, from that community like the coaching industry is a really powerful example and I have never been a part of the coaching industry but like you know I mean I guess consciously ever been a part of it but I've gotten looped into a lot of coaching industry and wellness industry things and spiritual industry things and it's like okay well I guess we're here now but also I'm seeing the same culty nonsense over and over and over again this invitation to become a guru, and nobody's saying guru anymore because it's not very popular, but these tactics that cause you to believe that in order to build a powerful and successful business, you need an Instagram account, or you need to be on TikTok, or you need to be on any platform that X, Y, and Z, or you need to you know, be charging high ticket prices for your courses, or You should only be doing sliding scale. Like these black and white thinking paradigms that leave creatives lost and trapped and scared of using their voices. Like I I clearly feel, I clearly have some feelings about it, but it's bullshit. Anytime Anytime you encounter that vibe, dare I say it, that energy, ask a lot of questions. Strategy is not, is not about that. When we think about strategy, strategy is just what happens next. It's the fractalization of evolution. It's creation process. That's strategy. Strategy seeks to say, let's bring intention. Let's bring shape and form and intention to the creation, the creation process. That's it. That's it. That's all strategy is here to do. Strategy is not here to make you into a guru and have hundreds of thousands of people follow you 
And then that's when you'll have credibility and sustainability in the market. Strategy is not here to get you to do viral content on TikTok. Those are tactics. And tactics without strategy is manipulation. Period. There's a lot out here, a lot of dogmatic, culty tactics out here that are inviting you to manipulate the market. And it breaks my heart. It breaks my heart because the marketplace is full of people just like you and me who have something to bring to the fire, to the collective. We're here to share, to bring our gifts, to create economy, to build abundance, wealth, wholeness together, to be in relationship with the earth and each other. And even if it's not painted as, you might, you might even see a culty tactic say, I'm not a culty tactic. And the moment it invites you to step into black and white thinking, one of my favorite examples right now is like this sexy pussy portal goddess archetype on Instagram. Like I, you know, I love a good pussy portal experience. Hurrah, hurrah. Like I'm all for it. Pro masturbation over here. Like no topic is off limits in this ecosystem. But what I'm not for is manipulating vulnerable creatives into rubbing one out for a miracle and calling that a strategy. There's no, like, there's, where is the sovereignty? Where's the sovereignty? Where is the intention? Where is the intentional relationship with the people that you are serving? Where is the intentional relationship with the marketplace? Where is the intentional relationship with earth and honoring her, her, her way? Where is that? It's not there. I think what, what masturbation does do for the, if we want to go there, if we want to really go there, this is what I think. And you are free to form your own opinions about it. I think that masturbation is a powerful tool for connecting to your desires, for understanding what is it that I like, what feels good to me. It's a really powerful tool for understanding how to work with your inner compass, understanding what is safe for you what feels good for you. But the moment we make that into a manifestation hack and the moment that other creators come away from that wondering, did I do it right? Did I do this hack right? And they're sitting around waiting for the results to appear. That's when it becomes really dangerous. And that's what I want to propose, that we get to leave behind these dogmatic, culty marketing tactics because what happens is like we outsource our power to these tactics. We outsource our power to these, these tactics that we hope stick and work. And when we outsource our power to tactics and don't come, come back home to the body and really begin to develop a relationship with the how. The how, and it's not, you know, it's not the how as in this happens then and this happens there and that happens, but it's like the how as in the quality with which we show up and build relationship with ourselves the entity of our business, the people that we're serving in the marketplace, the vision that we are holding, it's relationship. How are we building relationship? How are we building relationship? Not how am I hacking my way into a million dollars of success? How am I, 
you know, am I showing up on Instagram enough? Right. Those questions begin to come up when you are stuck in a pattern of dogmatic culty marketing tactics. Am I, you know, sending emails enough or am I blah, blah, blah. And it's like, it's not about that. Again, when you're building the foundations of a house, you're not thinking about, you're not thinking about the bugs that are crawling through the window. Not in the foundations. You're making sure that that concrete is set. You're making sure you got the right mix that is deep enough that it's going to hold hundreds of years of living on top of it. These culty tactics that leave us wondering if our energy is clean enough to attract the customers that we need so that we can afford next month's rent. Woo, y'all, y'all. I've been there. (laughs) I've been there. Caught up. Because the one thing I heard, we heard from somebody about your energy and all of a sudden you're like spooked. You're spooked. Is my energy clean enough? And you're saging everything and you're like trying to do like do all of the legalistic stuff that like the legalistic ritually stuff that you don't feel connected to. And it's like, is my energy clean enough? Is my energy clean enough? And it's like, how, well, how can you tell? We forget to ask that question. How can you tell how your energy is doing? How is your energy with all of the frantic trying to clean it up? Again, sympathetic nervous system response. Sympathetic nervous system response going into that fight, flight, freeze. Maybe my energy isn't clean enough. That's why this launch isn't going well. Maybe my energy isn't clean enough. That's why, you know, nobody is DMing me out of the blue to work with me. Maybe my energy isn't clean enough. That's why I'm not getting the website traffic that I want. Or I'm not going viral. Maybe my energy isn't clean enough. That's why I'm not going viral. Y'all, 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 y'all. No. Let's, like, I just want to, like, take it away and put it back down on the table. Like, Like this isn't, this isn't, this is going to fade away. This is a fad, a manipulation, a tactic that is going to fade. Culty tactics that leave you wondering if you misheard your guides or if you're a failure because you have to get a job with another employer or a side hustle while you build your vision Y'all, these stories, these culty, dogmatic tactics that prey on your deepest insecurities and fears are not. I just want to straight up say they're not invited. They're not invited to the barbecue. They're not invited into my business. Like, Let's go. We want to talk about some energy, energetic boundaries against this BS, right? Like, no, not today. Not today, Satan. I'm not going to, uh, I'm not going to get caught up in another cult relationship with building my business when I just left, you know, 10, 10 years ago, left the cult of independent fundamental Baptist Christianity that left me afraid, unknowing of my voice, scared that somebody was going to catch me in lust and sin and fucking up and literally excommunicate. That was a a terrifying fear of mine. Or just like this fear that the other coaches in my industry, my peers, these other guides are going to catch me slipping up and gonna start talking about me to other coaches. Like, just like, you know, like fear, just fear. And it's like, yo, we're not here, not invited. Beep. Energetic boundaries. These beliefs, these strategies, these tactics are not invited into my business. So this is an invitation to consider building strategic foundations that support your growth, evolution, and change. This is my third point. 
this invitation. This is an invitation to build something that's deeper than an intuitive hit. And here's the thing, like my, my relationship with this is that intuitive hits are a natural part of the human process. Let's just normalize it. Like we're not, uh, dare I say it, we're not special just because we have intuitive hits. This is, this is a human function the natural human function to be able to sense and perceive what is not physical 3D. It's like, it's human, human thing. We all have subtle bodies. We all have auras. We all have like, you know, the ability to pick up on certain cues to some, like maybe not everybody has that ability, but like to some degree, we all have some kind of awareness that there's a world around us and we, our bodies and our minds and our spirits pick up on cues of, oh, this is an intuitive hit, right? And the way that we interpret that intuitive hits, this is what a lot of people are not, (laughs) we're not talking about for some reason. And maybe I, maybe I want to talk about it now is that there's, you have to learn how to interpret that intuitive hit. You have to learn how to make sense of what you are perceiving. Otherwise you're going to be whipped away into the winds and the wiles of every intuitive hit and it's going to feel like a roller coaster and sometimes you're going to have a hard time trusting yourself. So coming back to my first point is what is your relationship with your inner compass? What is your relationship with your internal system? Do you know how to understand what is resonant for you? Can you see the gold in other people, situations, problems, challenges. Can you discern? So we have the intuition and we have discernment, both two sides of the same coin. The ability to perceive and the ability to make sense of what you perceive are both required, right? And they're like integrating this with the body and integrating this with the knowledge that in order to fulfill an intention, Certain things need to happen. Certain things need to fall into place. And so how, it, how am I wired? How is this situation constructed in such a way that my intentions are imbued with organizing power? Organizing power. How, how am I designing this to fall into place? How am I setting up the systems, the structures, the foundations so that the correct things, the resonant things are flowing through the correct channels in my business, in me? So building these strategic foundations support that, right? They support growth. They support evolution. And they support change. Can we just do away with the idea that to change is to be inconsistent, a failure, or whatever? If your business, Elise Gray said this from Hey Sweet Pea. She said, if your business does not change, it will not grow. If it doesn't change, it won't grow. Change is a natural part of the creative process. In fact, I believe it's the only constant. I believe it's the only thing that we can depend on is not, uh, it's, it's, it's not social media. It's not our follower count. It's not our email accounts. It's not any of that. It's change. Change is the only constant. We are going to evolve in the next 10 years and our relationship with social media is going to be totally different. Our relationship with podcasts, with the internet is going to be totally different because guess what? 10 years ago, guess where we were? Think about, just think about it for a second. About 10 years ago, we had a very different relationship with the internet. All of us, 
in 10 years, it's going to be the same. It's just, it's going to change. What's going to be the same is that change is going to occur. I love what Adrienne Marie Brown says in her book, Emergent Strategy, where she writes about um, building strategy for organizing and organizational structures. Um, She talks, she says, my vision is changing our how more than seeing clearly our what. I see a how where we are all much more comfortable with change and with our personal power to change conditions. So this aspect of building foundations, this invitation to consider building strategic foundations that support change, that is, that's a powerful, I think it's a powerful reframe. And it's liberating to not focus so much on the day-to-day tactics and what hacks we're implementing especially what manifestation hacks and what crystals we're holding and what smudges we're smudging and what X, Y, and Z, what plants are in the room. It's, it's not about those things. You don't need crystals. You don't need, you don't need, you don't even need an altar, dude. You don't need any of that. This is about the capacity, building the capacity to hold change, building the capacity to hold transformation. In our course, Slow Branding, inside of Building Brave, and we're actually working on um, releasing Slow Branding as a standalone course, so I'm really excited for that to happen soon, so look forward to that. But in our course, Slow Branding, we talk about setting these foundations. We talk about setting the foundations for holding change, holding, containing transformation, planning for transformation to happen. Some of these foundational aspects are building value proposition or learning how to build a value proposition. Conducting market research because as the market shifts, so will people's relationship with the work that you do and their need for it. Point and done. It's natural part of doing business. And you can do market research by sitting down with people or sending them a smiley face survey over email, which is not my preferred way. You, there's so many ways to learn about the people that you're here to serve. You can Google. You can get deep down into uh, the data, um, separating the demographics from the psychographics, really beginning to understand who your customers are, what is their wheel of tension, what are their needs and desires, so that you can position that value proposition in the market in a way that affects and serves them. Foundations. Foundations. You're not hacking your way into cl- to client relationships. You're not, you know, manifesting hacking your way into millions. That's not sustainable. It's just, it's, I'm, yeah, I'm not really sorry to break it to you but I am breaking it to you. It's, it's not sustainable. I do believe that being in your body is sustainable, can be sustainable. And part of being in your body is knowing that your foundations are sure, that the foundations that you're building your house on are solid and cured. And settled in, integrated in with the earth. Understanding, demystifying customer niche. This is what we also talk about in slow branding is demystifying culture, customer niche. Like multi-passionate, multi-dimensional people are scared. We run, 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 run from getting specific. We run from customer niches. We run from that. Because we think it means that We are being put in a hole, but here it is again. You and your business are very different entities. You're different. You absolutely are not here to only serve one kind of person on earth. Your medicine, when you're fully embodying the experience of being who you are, will impact so many people if you allow it. 
so many different kinds of people from different kinds of backgrounds, different kinds of interests. Your business will too. But there is a lot of medicine and the willingness to get specific and clear about who you're here to serve. So that when you position in the market, you can leverage that and make the connections you're here to make. Serve the people you're here to serve at the highest level. There's so much in there. Um, I'm going to keep going. Business alchemy. This is So business alchemy is a framework that we created to... Um, to depict the change of states in a client relationship from current state to desired state to the path forward. It's really a way to really begin to depict how client relationships change, how transformation happens. Again, we plan for transformation. We plan for change. Building foundations in this way, creating frameworks that allow you to channel business alchemy. So I want to just invite you into this moment of considering building strategic foundations for your business that really allow you and support your your shift in your growth and your business's shift in growth and change so that when the winds come, when the waves come, when the mistakes happen, when the failures ensue, when people come and go, you at the core of who you are won't be whipped away in the wind and your business, the entity that it is, won't be whipped away with it. How your business looks and feels, it may change, but what it's here to do, may it be rooted in the soil how it's here to do, rather. Maybe not what it's here to do, but how it's here to do. How it's here to bring about change. May it be rooted. May its essence be rooted in foundations, curd and foundations. This is the medicine, I think, and this is my last point of seeing your business as an entity. Again, your business is a portal for liberation and change. It is a portal It is an entity. I like to even think sometimes my business has, ideas have their own agendas. I know we don't like that word agendas because it means that we have an ulterior motive. But I like to think of it as I just have an intention. I'm not going to be out here in the market whipped away in the wind. I have shit to do. I have work to do. I have things that I'm here to do and May that be matured by my continual relationship with myself and my customers in the marketplace and my business. May that be matured with time and activity and rest and returning back to my body, to my parasympathetic state, containing my multitudes. May that be matured, but my business is here to do Like, it's here to do things. It has a purpose. It has an intention. It has an agenda. Sometimes the goals that we make in our business, we make them personal goals. Like, I'm going to hit a 10,000K month. And that's like, if, if you have a personal brand, I mean, that maybe that is a different story. I don't know. But... I think there's even a line, a thin line there of like, it's, it's not personal if your business doesn't hit that number. It's not personal if, you know, something goes down in your business and it reflects back. It may, maybe, maybe it does reflect back on you in the marketplace. Like again, Going back to that point earlier, like you're going to see a mirror reflection, but that mirror image does not contain all of your multitudes. It does not define you. You are not the $10,000 month. You are not even the ability to make a $10,000 month. You are not those things. 
Your business contains those capacities. So your goals and your business's goals get to be very different. And I think that's really powerful when we can root down and see the medicine in that. I feel this way about my business. Like there have been times when I have wanted to enmesh with my business's aura, (laughs) its entity, um, and make it a platform for my personal brand, but it's, it's not that. It doesn't want to be that. Some people's businesses do. My business does not want that. My business wants its own lane, its own vibe, its own branding. There's some like slight continuities between my brand, my personal brand and my, the brand of my business and the entities that I've created. But that's because like, you know, I'm the mother of this, like this idea. I, I birthed this. So of course it's going to have some, some characteristics of me, but it's not me. <laughs> it's not who I am. It's not the whole context of my identity. It's not, ooh, dare I even say this? Could we go there? It's not even imbued with my whole sense of purpose. My business doesn't have to contain my whole purpose. Hello. And the more, like, just, that's an invitation. Like, the more that we seek to find our purpose in our business, our whole purpose, we will come up short every time. Because your business has its own purpose. And maybe part of your purpose is to birth this business, to birth this entity into the world, but it is not your whole identity. And there's power in letting go and allowing that to be real. Allowing yourself to be a leader, to be a mother of entities and ideas. Your only role as a founder of a business is to nurture what it wants to become by providing leadership, clarity, frameworks, and direction. You're here to shape the channels, the intentions flow through. That's it. That's it. Shape the direction. Become the director. Help it get its sea legs. Help it get fluid in the world. So that when the storms come and when the outages come and when the failures come and when the refund requests come and they may and they will, for some of these things at least, you and your business are not lost in the sea, grasping on to every single tactic, hack, strategy that comes your way, but rather you are rooted, you are rooted And your core intentions, you are rooted in the body. You are rooted in rest and understanding of what is. So this is the invitation I want to bring to you today. Um, It's so fun because today I'm recording this podcast and releasing it on the same day. And it's also the same day that... um, Building Brave is beginning its fall season. I'm really excited because this season is all about really just kind of rooting down, cultivating relationship with the imaginal as a pathway to rooted strategies. Um, So often we strip wonder and imagination away from the strategic, but the strategic doesn't work without the imagination. The strategic doesn't work without our sense of wonder. It doesn't work without our willingness to say, to say that, you know, what we're seeing in front of us can look different. It can be different. We can shape it any way we want. It doesn't work without our ability to be the creator that we are, the creators that we are, to embody the sense of artist architect, designer. So that's the invitation. Uh, still open for enrollment. Building Brave is open enrollment, so you can join anytime. But our first sessions of the month are unrecorded. So if you do join and you want to get all the sessions in, 
we definitely recommend that you sign up. Um, we have seasonal enrollment and we also have forever access enrollment. Seasonal enrollment grants you access only to the season, only to our live sessions, but forever enrollment offers you access to all of the courses, all of the live recordings for as long as it exists, which should be for as long as the internet exists, we hope, um, or as long as we're alive, who knows? Who knows how this unfolds? All we can look forward to is change, right? So we're here for this. We're excited to walk with you and to journey through these questions together and begin to build foundations. We'll be walking through our course, Slow Branding. If at this time you are not really able to commit to a full season or a full year and you really just kind of want to self-study or you're just feeling exhausted from Zoom fatigue, we are launching Slow Branding as a standalone course, as well as Fertile Frameworks. As a standalone course, you can also visit our resource library and find some tools in there that can help you to begin to develop relationship with building strategic foundations that allow you to stand in the test of time and the shift in the market. So on and off the internet, very important. So there it is. We love you and see you soon. find us on instagram at braveschool.co and find me your resident story doula at the story doula on instagram i'm so excited to serve you thank you for being here friend